For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, between rock everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. feeling about this. Welcome to episode 283 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy. We're going to be talking about a bad batch. Surprise, surprise. The D. Bradley Baker show. Mm-hmm. D. Bradley Baker. Back at it again, man. Um, I think that's really the main shit we're going to be talking about this week. There's a little stuff going on. Nothing too oh, yeah? crazy. Yeah. Nothing any nothing any super crazy things, you know? But, I was say nothing that, nothing that came across my my news feed yeah i know you know when it really is making like a, a bigger like sort of overall pop culture news impact if will's like yo did you hear about this I'll be like, oh <laughs> yeah, damn right. it hits your news feed huh um so yeah talk about some bad batch here from you guys you know what we do here it's the same thing we do, do every week um listen you guys might have noticed that there was a bonus episode of blue harvest this week um, episode 382, a special high potion presentation of Jedi Fallen Order with our buddy Intercontinental Tom. You guys might know him from his many Blue Harvest voicemails. So, um, you know, me and Steve, we, we do the high potion podcast about video games. And we had Tom on to talk about Jedi Fallen Order. And I figured, ah, you know, there's some Blue Harvest listeners that might not have checked out high potion yet. So why don't I kill two birds with one stone give them a little peek into high potion and make up an extra episode so will and i come closer to hitting that 400 mark by our eight eighth anniversary you know so yeah um there'll there'll be some other bonus episodes coming between now and the first week of may i'll tell you that now i'm bound and determined by the fucking may the 4th 2023 we're hitting episode 400 baby I'm going to make that hey, happen. Hey. Um, dude, it's so awesome that on our normal recording night of Thursday, it is May the 4th, so we will be doing our episode 400th live stream on our legit eight-year anniversary of the podcast. Beautiful. I love when shit lines up. Um, 
But, you know, besides High Potion, you should go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs. You'll find links to all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I've been streaming on Twitch, and boy, howdy, it's getting crazy over there. Vanessa Marshall, Harry Sedula herself, came and hung out on stream with all of us last Friday. It was so cool to talk with her for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I got to... Will had to chop it up with her for just a minute. Yeah, Will was just hanging out. Like he was like, "Oh, pop in the Discord, see what the dudes are doing." And she pops in, and who's in there but Hera uh, herself, Vanessa Marshall. That had to be a little bit weird at first, right? Where you're like, "Wait, what's going on?" Uh, you know, I uh, she's just so nice and so uh, cordial and pleasant. Uh, it really wasn't weird, you know. No, like, no. I mean, she. I'm sure if you know, her celebrity were, um, in more prominent. Like if she had been in a booth at, you know, Comic-Con or something, it probably would have been more weird, but she's so, she's so down nice. to earth yeah. and so nice and so personable and so charming. Uh, it wasn't weird at all. So yeah, if you guys want to watch, I, I, so I've been working on my video editing skills and I edited down like a damn near four hour stream into an hour highlight video on our YouTube channel. So check that out if you want to. It was a good time. Um, and you'll also find a link to our Patreon where if you really want to support us, if you really dig the show, you can for as little as $3 a month and you'll get access to all our bonus shows. Immediate Bad, bat re bad Batch reactions are going on right now. Vote, you know. We've got all kinds of other stuff up there. Cooking with Will. Oh No, It's Hall Solo. Star Wars Year Bike Podcast. Masters of Har Harvest Kasi. Podula Rasa. There's just so much. There's so much going on over at the Blue Harvest Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. Big shout out to our patrons. You guys are the best, and we appreciate you. So how's your week been, Boy, buddy? howdy. Boy, howdy. Um... It's been tough. Been a tough week. But, you know, I'm still standing, so. I hear you, buddy. Can't complain. Just uh, tough doing the dad thing? It's, it's tough doing it solo. Yeah. It's tough. Um, it's tough when I put a kindergartner and a toddler and an infant to bed at night. Like, that's very challenging to do dinner and bath and homework, mm -hmm. plus make meeting everybody else's needs and bedtimes. It's just, it's like juggling chainsaws. Man. But it gets done. You know, you make it into bed eventually. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, Liam, you're going to have to shower in the morning. But at least we did your homework. Or, oh, you know, you guys are going crazy right now and you're waking the baby up. So it's going to take me another 30 minutes to get her back to sleep before I can get her down. You know, like, oh, my it's just chaos Dang. it's like chaos homework in kindergarten damn yeah that poor dude yeah yeah it's mostly reading i gotcha i gotcha well that's a work worthwhile endeavor right yeah whatever teaches you to read because mm -hmm. reading's important it sure is i wish i had more time to read i'd be reading the hell out of some star wars stuff if i did oh right I miss reading. I miss comic books. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I um I sat down to read because I've got those two 
Tales of the Jedi omnibuses. And one night within the last week when I was having trouble sleeping, I, w I went on a Wikipedia deep dive of Ooh. a bunch of characters from Tales of the Jedi trying to see, like, oh, where did other references and stuff for these characters pop up? And I didn't realize this, but um, the character of Bastila Shan from Knights of the Old Republic, did you know yeah. that she was a, uh, originally supposed to be Nomi Sunrider's daughter in I that did not game? Know that. But there's some weird legal reason where they can't use the name Sunrider anymore, so they had to change her name. Oh. That's weird. Yeah. But, like, but cool. You know, the whole Ulick Keldroma storyline ends with him training. Nomi Sunrider's daughter. So, like, she was already an established character, and that was supposed to be, she was supposed to be that character in Knights of the Old Republic. Wow, man, that's cool. Man, that's the Keldroma cool. saga was was good. Yeah, man, big fan of that. Um, so did you have a chance to watch Bad Batch this week? I did. I'm, I watched it yesterday, and Liam was like, "Can we watch something else?" I was like, "Not till this is done." Oh. He's like, well, I want to be a, I want to be a grown up. I want to be a grown up so bad. I was like, buddy, I know, look. Do you do you know? I got a, what is it? A MetaQuest that used to be an Oculus. Mm -hmm. I said, but buddy, I got that for Christmas, and I have not. I have not been able to play with it once. I got that for Christmas, and not once have I got to set that up or play with it or do anything. Like when you're a grown up, you don't get to play with your toys. Like, enjoy your toys, because when you're grown up, it's all responsibilities. So, uh, was he saying he wanted to be a grown up so he could say what y'all had to watch? So he could say what we watched on TV, so he could stay up past his bedtime. Oh, like, okay. it was the avalanche of all of it. I gotcha. I just want to gotcha. be a grown up. I want to watch what we decided. Knowing good and damn well that I let him, you know, he has control of the TV 90% of the time. Yeah, my dude Liam needs to be patient for 27 minutes while you watch an episode of Bad Batch, man. It's not. I was like, like you know, this is Star Wars. It might be cool. He's like, mm, I'm going to go play Godzilla's. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I don't know what my hook's going to be. You know, I thought I had the hook with the creatures, the galaxy of creatures. Mm -hmm. He still likes that, but they're so short. Right? They're so short and there's so few of them. It's not like there's a bank of a bunch of them. But uh, we'll get there. I keep trying to start Phantom Menace. Right? And I'm like, look, this is fun. Phantom Menace. Look, these Jedi are going to chop up these droids and then there's going to be a cool pod race. Just hold on. He's like, I'm bored of this. Like, oh, my buddy! So is he just? Killing me. Is it a is it a attention span thing where he's like having trouble, you know, paying attention for that long, or is it you know, it just may not be his thing, man. I guess you know, honestly, probably Clone Wars, the first Clone Wars movie, mm -hmm. and then the rest of Clone Wars is probably would probably catch him more mm -hmm. than anything else. You know, for me, A New Hope was all I needed. That was the yeah, hook. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, same here. Um, but again, I was probably, you know, 9, 10, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there. Man. Um, and like, he's six, so. But he knows, you know, he knows who Darth Vader is and who Chewbacca is and who Han Solo is. He definitely knows who you Boba know. Fett is. He knows who Boba Fett is, you know. 
and he would he'll uh, you know he was asking are you watching boba fett tonight and i was like oh baby boba fett isn't isn't new anymore it's not on anymore oh i wish it was Psh. i wish it was too man you know who baby yoda is still calls him baby yoda not grogu that's sometimes fine. i slip in there i was like you know he has a name you know his name's grogu it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah that's cute baby yoda <laughs> nice um yeah man you know it, I, I have to think that it'll grab him eventually, you know, but maybe not. Maybe it Star will. Wars just isn't it his will. thing, you know? It will. I know it will eventually. Like, eventually, the pod, the pod racing is fun, mm-hmm. right, as a kid. The pod racing is fun. The Jedi are fun. The lightsaber fights. Phantom Menace has all of that. The big starfighter battle at the end. You know, and there's enough political intrigue to keep an older person entertained. But I, I can see where, you know, I, to me, the action starts off so quick. You know, mm-hmm. the Jedi are, you know, trying to get out of that uh, Federation blockade ship. But I get for him, the lull of the Gungan city is not entertaining. I don't think Jar Jar Binks is entertaining to him yet. I gotcha. I was about to say, like. You know, maybe maybe Jar Jar is the ticket, but I guess not. And you know, that's what I thought. That's why I start with the Phantom Menace. You know, I thought figured it was a good place to start. But I may just be I may be aiming too high. I may need mm-hmm. to start with some Clone Wars. Yeah. Little yeah. animation. Or maybe The Force Awakens, man, that movie books. You know? This is true. This is true. It starts and it doesn't stop. Man. Well, I think, I mean, I think it'll rub off on him eventually. And if not, like, he likes so much other cool stuff. You know, you guys always have something. But Star Wars It would takes be the, cool. that one buddy, right? Like, mm-hmm. it takes that one buddy in class. And mm-hmm. it's like, I love Star Wars. And he's like, mm, I don't know much about that. I might have been that dude for a couple of kids in my classes growing up. I might oh, been, I'm sure I was, was. I was probably the Star Wars guy, you know? I know for a fact I was more into Star Wars than anyone else growing up until I met you. Oh, like, really? meeting you, I was like, oh, this guy Star Wars is. This guy, this guy George Lucas is. Like, not <laughs> only does he Star Wars, this guy George Lucas is. Like, I mean, this is wrong. my man here. Hey, look, it certainly worked out, man. It certainly my worked out. My man knows who Quinlan Boss is. Like, my man knows, you know, my man knows all who Jedi that are rarely on screen are. Yeah, you, you're damn right. Now, look, we actually know Quinlan Voss. He's a delightful man named Sal. Look at that. Right. Shit, man. Look how far we've come. Look how far we've come. Sitting around an island in a college house talking about Star Wars. Yeah. And now Harrison Dula and Quinlan Voss are hanging out with us on stream. The fuck, man? The fuck Man. is my life? How did I end up here? Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, right. That bottom was pretty low, too. Terrio Quinn? Hey. Terrio Quinn? We need, to put, we need to get this man in Star Wars. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. So, uh, we got a new episode of The Bad Batch this week called Entitled Entombed. What would you think of this one, buddy? Um, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah, one of the things... It was... Yeah, go for it. I was going to say, I'm not sure if, if this is the new feel. So are they going to be like treasure hunters for a couple episodes with this Wanda Sykes character? Maybe. 
I was kind of wondering that too. They kind of reluctantly kind of got pulled through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. um, it was very much a. I should know Wanda Sykes' character's name, but I have completely forgotten. Her I name. looked it up while I was recording the reaction for Patreon, and in that time, unless you know, then in like a little over twenty-four hours, can't remember it. Um, the episode is very focused on her and Omega. They're kind of the stars of that episode. Um, everybody else kind of feels secondary, kind of pulled pulled along through it. But I'm okay with that because you know it took all of their skill set to to accomplish it. It does kind of feel, um, kind of feels wasted how they didn't come out of there with anything. That's it's that's starting to become tired. The whole the bad batch always never get anything. Right. They are, they're always in the action. They're always putting their life on the line and there is never a reward. <laughs> like Yeah, but that's that's pretty common a pretty common storytelling trope for this kind of story, right? Like um I totally get what you mean, but that's also, you know, like if they hit it big in an episode then you know like logically the next thing they'd be is like well we're gonna move just someone real far away and just chill you know right i mean it doesn't right you can't have them hit 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 it big big the Um, feeling i was getting from you know there was some internal angst within the group about how their other clone brothers need their help mm -hmm. right like i thought they were going to um, success finally make a successful mission or score or whatever and then kind of set up as like a I don't know a rebellion aligned faction like right. Saw Guerrero or something um, that doesn't have to be the case that was just my that was what I thought was coming one of the cool things about this episode uh, the ancient technology yeah. that ends up kind of being like an Evangelion super weapon you know like a, a, a an ancient lost civilizations you know weapon of war weapon of mass destruction whatever that is like that's to me like i was kind of saying in the patreon reaction like the thing i really dug about this episode is that it had one of those star wars elements that like i loved as a kid which was just something that ignited my imagination and allowed me to like speculate and think about like you know I think the most common um one that you know probably dudes of our age or our generation will will go to is you know Obi-Wan's line about the Clone Wars and A New Hope and you hear that and you're like oh shit what were the Clone Wars what were their clones of you know what I mean right like what I want to see that what's that all about and, um, you know, this, this episode did that for me because like afterwards I found myself being like, okay, who the hell built that? How old is it? Like what's going on here? You know, like it yeah. just really, really, um, they, they definitely made it feel like it was old, mm-hmm. right? Like they, I don't know it felt like it was very ancient and very, I don't know, advanced, mm-hmm. but like a very ancient yet advanced weapon of war. Yeah. And like <clears throat> the whole idea of like it having that heart of the mountain. So buddy, like 
this thing, this episode specifically seemed kind of like, um, and you know, maybe people, maybe people didn't dig this, but this episode seemed like reference city. So like to me, this was the episode when the bad batch go to the mines of Moria looking for one of the elemental stones from the fifth element. And they activate one of the long necks from Horizon Zero Dawn. Have you ever seen those things? No. Here, I'll show you. Um, um, but yeah, like when they were standing out in sort of like the woods outside of this thing. And then they were like, how do we get in? I was like, well, you speak friend and enter. That's how you get in, <laughs> by the way, guys. <laughs> I'm, I know you guys don't know this. But, this is uh, what a long neck looks like in Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, you see it's the, almost exactly like it. Yeah, you see how the comparison could be made there? I do, I a see A big that. robotic brontosaurus. Basically a giraffe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know, man. I liked it. It gave me the feeling of, like, a um, a Star Wars pen and paper RPG campaign where like your 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 um your dm would be like okay well there's going to be some puzzles you're going after this item you know everything oh is God. going to i yeah. was i didn't want to i'm usually the dnd guy but like that's what was going i didn't want to go there again but like it was super dnd quest right yeah all right well you get the relic and you pull it out the monster goes berserk looks like the only option is to put the relic back you put the relic back oh and the relic melts to nothing no mm -hmm. one gets the relic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh that part i mean it, it was super i guess appropriate maybe expected but i i I guess I it it like you said it makes me wonder like oh how does that work mm -hmm. was that some sort of artificial intelligence that was keeping the thing dormant and then once you remove it it went berserk and then once you put it back it went dormant but it also self destructed see like I I just don't you know, yeah it, it makes you wonder right like, <laughs> and and I swear that heart of the mountain looks like a fifth element. Uh, it does and there's oh, something going on in there right it's lit up and yeah there's like, yeah there's but the thing i liked sparklies. about it was like they didn't sit there and detail the whole history of this thing yeah, this, or, this is true like they just threw it at you or they were like there's this mysterious shit in the galaxy isn't star wars cool you know and i dig that like was the purpose of that big fucking machine to protect the planet was it to destroy the planet like we don't know at a certain point, it looked like it was targeting the droid. The droid they left behind, it looked like it was seeking to destroy the droid. And did, eventually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why she said she had a backup schematic of him. That yeah. she could rebuild him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, isn't that convenient? Well, I mean, listen, I think if you have a droid in Star Wars, like, history shows that that's just good thinking having a, a back of his backup of his memory and his personality on a computer you know especially if you deal with as dangerous shit as you do bro i wish i could make a a backup I guess the of rest all of, my pets you know that's kind of the first time i've seen that uh, like a, a droid backup because in star wars up until then each droid kind of seems unique Right, like unique to the point where when they're harmed or destroyed, there is no, you know, bringing them back. Well, I don't know. They brought C three PO back in Rise of Skywalker. Remember, he got his, he got his old memory wiped by, um, 
Babu Frick. Babu Frick. And then later, um, R2 restored him to a previous point. So, Did he? Yeah. I thought he just mad. I thought the force just no. helped him come back. No, R2 does it. Remember, R2 there's that it. whole gag where R2, like, knocks him out and restores Because, like, C-3PO's like, oh, it's really nice to meet you or whatever. And the R2 fucking knocks him out and then when he comes back his memory is restored but it's before they left for the planet where all that should happen i can't even remember the name of the planet but regardless you know i think that's just good good droid droid ownership have a fucking backup of your droid in case something happens yeah just remember lando's emotional breakdown when l3 was dying Mm -hmm. yeah and incorporating her into the Falcon. Yep. That was definitely a thing that happened, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the novelization came out for that movie, and I didn't read it, but I just remember, like, that sequence in the movie, uh, in the novel, like, seeming real messed up. Yeah. Um. But... Um, I do think, I, I think we probably will see them on some like treasure hunting missions going forward with fee, by the way, her name is fee fee. Um, I just don't know. She's so confident. Yeah. I mean, and she's like that classic, um, treasure hunter style character, right? Where she's got all these stories about these successful treasure hunts she's been on. Uh, Are they true? Um, who knows, you know, guess and that then depends. when something blows up in her face, she's like, ah, there's always a way out. Don't mm-hmm. get your panties in a wad. And then her ass was talking about taking them on Indiana Jones and the last crusade at the end. Did you hear that? She's like, listen, I know about this chalice. And I was like, "Uh Oh yeah. Right. I was, I thought that's exactly what that was a nod to. I was like, that's a nod to Indiana Jones. It might've been. And I was about to say, you're going to meet a ghost knight and he's going to tell you, you have chosen wisely. What's your favorite Indiana Jones movie, Will? You know, I was trying to think about that myself. Um, I, I found myself thinking about that the other day, and I was like, Man, it seems like the best Indiana Jones movies are the ones that deal with Christian relics specifically, right? The Ark of the Covenant, the Holy Grail. Um, Temple of Doom is good, but I don't know, man. The original Indiana Jones is almost probably a perfect movie. So, and the fact that they add Sean Connery for The Last Crusade really brings that one home. So I, if this is a situation where I fully acknowledge that Raiders of the Lost Ark is the best, best movie in the right. series, right? But right. my favorite movie is Last Crusade. Like I, I agree can make with you. that distinction, right? Like, I agree with you. Kind of like Raiders how, is the best. Right. Last Crusade is the one I looked forward to watching the most mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, just like how, you know, with Star Wars we got last year, it was really easy. Like, it was a no-brainer to say Cassian was the best Star Wars we got last year, right? Right. Obi-Wan was my favorite. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Right? I see like, it, yeah. Just personally. So, yeah. I can make that distinction. I think it's it's an easy enough distinction where you can be like, well, yeah, this one's the best one, but I like this one the best or whatever. 
Yeah, <clears throat> personal favorite. I'm excited for that Indiana Jones movie this summer, man. I am too. I'm so nervous. I don't know why. I mean, I know it's going to be really good. I'm nervous I guess it's too. Just and and I I think it's easy to say why you're nervous is because that last one was. It's post Crystal Skull Jitters. Yeah, post Crystal Skull Jitters. Mm. And I'm worried because I feel like there's a time travel element. I guess. <sighs> I'm starting to get that feeling too. I kind of wonder if there is going to be a time travel element and. That's that's tricky, man. It's tricky to do time travel well. There's a few yeah. instances in pop culture where I think they do it pretty well. Um, yeah. I famously will go to bat for the the time travel. Well, I don't want to get too far into it because I know some people that are in the middle of watching something. But uh, I think Terminator does a decent job with it. But it, even it yeah. gets screwy when you really think about it. It does. Um, and the more you lean into it in the later movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind, much doesn't happen past Terminator 2. You know, I, I, I tend to agree with that. I don't think Salvation was that bad, the one that's fully set in the future with the old Christian Bale. Is that Bale. the one with, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, is that Christian Bale, John Connor? That mm. one's not bad. I, it's probably... And you know, I haven't seen probably the latest one which with Sarah Connor in it. I haven't seen that one. I haven't either. The last one I saw was with Khaleesi. With Khaleesi slash, uh, what's her name in Star Wars in Solo? Amelia Clark's character. Mm-hmm. That's the last one I saw, and it was not good. And I have not seen that other one. The, the most recent one where Linda Han Hamilton came back to play Sarah Connor. Yeah. The last one I saw, I think, was Terminator. Well, which came first, Salvation or Terminator 3? Three came first. So it goes Terminator 1, 2, 3, Salvation, Genesis, and then Dark Fate, I think, was what the newest one was called. I think that's yeah. the order. I haven't seen Genesis. That one's the one where um, they had the young young kid, John Connor, right? Not young kid, but the the guy that played Chekhov in the Star Trek movies. I don't know if he's he died. A... Yeah, I know. In like a freak accident. That's just so sad. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I don't know if that was if he was in that movie. Genesis is the one with Amelia Clark playing Sarah Connor. Okay. Um, Matt Smith was in it as the villain, I think. Okay. Well, I clearly have not seen that one. It's not good. I thought I thought that kid was uh, John Connor in that one. Mm -mm. I don't believe he is. No, Jason Clark is John Connor. Okay. Oh, I don't like this actor either. Something about his face. Peace and love to him. He might something, be a good. Something about your face. This guy. You know this guy. Uh, this guy. Oh yeah, I know this guy. I don't like that guy for some reason. What else has he been in besides that? That would maybe I'm trying make, to think. That would maybe make me not like him. He's some sort of special ops guy. Oh, something. he was Don. He was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, he's, he's a good guy in that. He's a good guy in that one. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever. None of this matters. Oh, did you see 
that uh, 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 Aquatine is coming Aquatine back. Will? coming back oh. after eight years to Adult oh, Swim. Oh my I did god! And they have a movie coming out first, which might actually already be out where you can buy it, but it's going to be going up on Netflix or not Netflix, uh, HBO Max. So I am so excited about that, man. Boy, am I excited! It's going to be it. good. You know me, I love some Aquatine. Yeah, you can already get it on you uh, on Hulu. Aquatine Forever Plantasm. Aquatine Forever Plantasm features everybody's favorite rascals, the Aquatines, the Brainy Frylock, the Mouthy Master Shake, the Lovable Meatwad, and everybody's favorite perverted neighbor, Carl, as they split up, then back together to fight everyone's favorite corporate overlord, Amazon, led by everyone's favorite tech mogul, Neil. Noise, voiced by everyone's favorite Peter Saronfinowitz <laughs> and his favorite trusty sidekick Elmer oh my god I gotta see this man guys you don't realize what a big deal this is for me and Will you oh guys goodness. only think the start of our friendship was D&D and Star Wars we were really honed in the fires of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that true? Do you remember going to see the first Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie in the theaters with my sister and Goose? And afterwards, they were they were like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I am surprised that I do, I'm, but I, I do. I'm surprised I remember anything about that, but I do. I do. Man, that was a good time. Yeah, man. I remember it your has... sister sitting in my room saying, Popsicles? Popsicles? Popsicles. Like the old guy from Family Guy. Mm -hmm. Popsicle. Look at this. That shit cracked me up. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, this, uh, this new Aqua Teen movie. Holy moly. <laughs> I have to see this. I have to. I have to. The fact that I haven't seen it already disappoints me. Well, I don't know what the other I don't know what the other voice crew does, but I know Dana Snyder has a lot of work mm -hmm. on the Disney Channel. Yeah, he shows up in a lot of stuff. He does. He was in a show most recently called Me and Molly McGee, The Ghost and Molly McGee. He's the ghost in okay. Ghost and Molly McGee. Okay. Um, so what are your final thoughts on this episode of Bad Batch, buddy? Um, it seemed like it was setting up for a run of Treasure Hunters. Uh, episodes seems I, like they're gonna be you know star wars indiana jones a couple episodes i don't know how long that'll last i don't know how long fee's luck will stay mm -hmm. you know but uh seems like they're gonna be escorting her through some dicey scenarios yeah i could see that for sure i um you know i know at some point the sort of overall um storyline or or whatever for this season will kick in and i'm fine with it but i'm also just fine with you know having 27 minutes a week that i can sit down and not think about all the other bullshit that i've been yeah. going through and just watch a fun star wars story you know i'm not yeah you know it's not super i guess heavy. it's because the week the, before that was the week before that was the crosshair episode right no the week before it was riot racing Riot Racing, right. Um, and that was like kind of Tex hero moment. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I guess it's been just intense and high stakes. I was going to say this one feels like filler. And I know that it is, but I'm okay with that because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? But it definitely feels like it's, I guess, padding until we get to the more intense emotional stuff for the storyline. Yeah, and that'll be coming. It's just, you know, it's it's 16 episodes. You That's something to keep in mind. Like when you're watching, you know, the Mandalorian for eight episodes, like there's more story they got to cram into those eight. It's, it's all about the pacing of a season, right? Like, uh-huh. um, I just found it fun, man. I like them. It being, was fun. And I like just imagining like what the hell is going on. Right. Like it, it was more the show off of the, you know, you, okay. A lot of times in these bad batch episodes, there's growth. Right. There's somebody's growth or some some lesson somebody learns. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's usually Omega or one of the bad batch, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, in this one, it really feels like, you know, that big that big machine, the relic the hunt. That was really the star of this episode. Yeah. You know, the 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 high stakes of being on a a war machine, a nuclear war machine, you know, a nuclear weapon, for lack of a better term. And and listen, when that big old weapon shows up in Acolyte, I don't want to hear all you people talking about, this episode was dumb. I don't want y'all to be coming up, talking about on social media. I knew that was important back in the day, back earlier this year. I'll be like, you did not. You, you did liar. not. You were a liar. Uh, the thing I did notice just randomly was that it had legs kind of like an Acolyte. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't horse-style legs. They were kind of... I guess spider is the only way to put it, but more like, I guess, crab kind of like Ackley. Crab. Mantis kind of legs. All right, buddy. Well, hey, you want to listen to some voicemails? You want to hear from our buddies? I do. Let's do that, man. Let me get a little DJ Halsey Halls on the ones and twos real quick. All 
Heidi, hey, listen, if you want to send in a voicemail or an email, it's super easy. Blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. Well, you see here, like, I'm sitting here looking on eBay, a window shop on eBay. You know what I mean? This is something I right. do. Whatever I'm currently obsessed with. I'm currently obsessed with Street Fighter, right? And my character that I play on Street Fighter, my main, as it were, is Cammy, right? So right. what do I do? I go to eBay. I see, oh, what Cammy collectibles are out there? And my goodness, there's a lot of them, but uh, 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 like 70% of these I would never have on my shelf, man. I got to get a partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't be trying to woo somebody and they're like, well, you've got a porno statue of a fucking fighting game character on your fucking shelf. My yeah, goodness. it's it's the nature of the costume. You know, it's like a it's a G-string onesie. Like this one's not that bad. But there are some fucking again from the back. Well, I would it, turn that's it the around. thing like, yeah, I mean I know, but like it's very uh I don't know, you see it on movie posters and comic book covers like you always got to get the woman from the back end with her looking over her shoulder. I don't know, man. It's just, just Can we have some overused. like some halfway decent like good quality cami collectibles that don't look like I'm fucking professionally growing out my beard my neck beard huh that don't look like she's posing for only fans oh my goodness he's in love to anybody that does only fans i ain't hating on only fans i'm just talking about i need I, like you know i need a, <laughs> can't be having that on appropriate shelf. yeah i just need now you know what i think is cool so sick as shit will are these the street fighter power ranger crossover figures oh, dude those are cool look there's the uh ryu crimson hawk Mm -hmm. power ranger and then they got the blue chun li ranger i'm getting these by the way this, this oh, those are cool ken as the red ranger oh nice and then cammy as the green ranger cool got it i'm getting those i am so getting those but yeah man there is a dark underbelly to street fighter collectibles in a gen in general i might add it's not just Cammy. That just happens to be the ones I come across because... I was going to say, Chun-Li's costume does about the same. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> enough of all that. Let's hear. We got a voicemail from our buddy Jacob. Now, these have historically been quite the ride. So, I'm looking forward to see what... These are the ones with the large production value, right? No, no. These are the ones where he's talking about Sasquatching and... Oh, okay. Hello. Jacobo Wizardo is here. And I hope, Haas and Will, you guys have been cawing like the best motherfucking eagles you can. And, uh... To quote the Beatles song, Tomorrow Never Knows, I've been doing my best to uh, turn off my mind, relax, and float downstream. And, uh, you know, what also likes to surrender itself to the void? The show, The Bad Batch. It is a, a show of many paradoxes. It is both predictable, yet unpredictable. You know, you start the season off with a fun adventure with all the batch. 
and Omega going on a crazy mission heist thing. Next thing you know, you have an old Crosshair episode. Whew. Dark. Serious. Episode 4 strolls along. Whew. Good old fun race and hijinks. Just when you think you know where the show with the Bad Batch is going, you don't. Each episode is unique and fairly different. And I like where they're going with season two. And, uh, you know, I loved me some racing in that episode four. And uh, the question for this week is, you know, at the beginning of the final race, they did the introductory um, of all the uh, racers, and they all had cool, unique names. My question for you guys is if you were racing in that race, what would your guys' racing nicknames be? All right, hope you guys are doing well, and I'll check you later. Yo, see, I told you, they're always a journey. Yeah, that's pretty good. Sasquatch. Listen, and listen, uh, Will, you have to acknowledge the mention of the Beatles. Come on. Right. I love that fucking Beatles song. I love that. It's so appropriate. I'm Turn off your mind, relax, and flow down the stream. It is appropriate. Hard to do over the last fucking almost year for me, my dude. Right. Um. Trying to think of what my riot or pod racing racer name would be. Probably Burry McCoy. <laughs> and Wee Wee Tihan. That's me and Wee Wee Tihan. Wee Wee Tihan. That's Will. See, Wee Wee Tihan sounds like it could be one of the racers in episode one, to be completely it honest. It does. Coming in third, it's Wee Wee Tihan. My goodness. I don't know, man. I'm see, this is the thing. I'm terrible at coming up with character names. Like, like when it comes down to time to play like a pen and paper RPG, I'll come up with a backstory. I'll pick my character class. I'll assign my points. And then I'll get to the fucking part where I got to come up with a character name. And I, like, I had a wall. And I'm like, uh, Vladi Divac, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think the name of your podcast, it's Oh No, Hall Solo. That would be cool. Hall Solo, yeah. Yeah, and there there would be this backstory about how like I was escaping my planet, and they were like, "Hey, if we're gonna let you on this ship, we need to know what your last name is." And I'll be like, "I don't have a last name," and they'd be like, "Hmm, Solo." I'm sorry, that shit was goofy. I'm sorry, that shit was goofy, and I Peace like and that love. movie. Peace and love, good movie, goofy. Yeah, I like that movie. That part is goofy. I you could have left that out, and it would have been better. I was going to say it was gonna, <laughs> it could have been better <laughs> better oh I um see look at this one Will this isn't a halfway decent collectible no that's good yeah $1200 get the fuck out of here um yeah I, they just have his last name be solo I don't need some Snarky Imperial being like, your name's Solo, bruv. 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Han, party of one. Han, party of one. I'm telling you right now, if I worked up in the higher up at Disney and those two Lego boys came with a rough cut of Solo and I saw that, I'd fire their ass and get Ron Howard too, man. But that could have very well been a Ron Howard joint because it was still in the movie. Walter. Walter. Will, I want you to explain to everybody what's going on. Do you see this? Oh. Oh, he's standing on your shoulder. And he's he, giving you kisses. And he just sneezed right into the mic. Oh, sneezed into the mic. He said, like, I need face rubs. I want you to rub your face on my shoulders and belly. Buddy. I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. Am I just supposed to speak through you like that, though? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> buddy. Walter's got main character syndrome. Walter is the main character. There is no syndrome here. He's correct. <laughs> He's correct in being the main character. Yeah, listen, I'll just do this, right? We can get through the rest of the podcast like is this. Is there Walter. a Star Wars planet that ends in ILL? Because that would be Will... The thrill from, I don't know. Beryl. Beryl. Whatever, I don't know. There probably is. Um, Will the thrill from whatever, you know, Star Wars planet ends in ILL. Will the chill from Beryl. Man, I used to always, like when Will and I would hang out, I always used to p pitch for like, man, you know what you're like, Xbox tag needs to be or um like your email address needs to be it needs to be the chill will because will is such a it, chill dude it was for the longest time mm -hmm. and then i i think uh it got hacked <sighs> and uh gmail would not give it back to me <sighs> look it was such a good email address and somebody hacked it um yep i also like chilly willy did you ever watch chilly willy Chilly Willie was one of uh, Woody Woodpecker's friends. He was a little penguin. He sure the fuck was. I love Chilly Willie. That Willy. makes me old, Hoss. That makes me just... That makes I'm me older so than you, bro. Old. I'm about to turn 40. 40 and alone. Four cats and a dog. Bro. Oh. Look at this. Chilly Willie. He's the best. I love Chilly Willie. All right. We're moving on. <clears throat> this one's from Vinny the Mandalorian, our dude. He says, Meowdy, hope y'all are all right. Looking forward to the next episode. We're all right, buddy. Let's hear what his voicemail says. What's up, Haas and Will? It's me, Vinny the Mandalorian, coming at you quick with some cock speculating. Oh, hell so yeah. So last episode, My you thing. mentioned how Sid was untrustworthy. And I was just wondering, where did that one big dude, big lizard person, get that from, like... Do you think she, like, betrayed her Jedi person that she was informing? And who was that? Anyways, love the speculation, love the cock and uh, you know, don't dig in your duke. Keep it clean. I don't uh, dig in my I duke. Bye. <laughs> I, I don't dig in my duke, and I do keep it clean, Vinny, but you know this, huh? You know all about this. You know how it goes here. I, I mean, I think... I didn't know he had a Jedi... and She had a Jedi informant? Uh, that might have been... A, I guess. Yeah, that might have been a detail that I missed, too. You know, as you can see, or as you saw with what Walter's up to, sometimes I get interrupted when I'm watching a Star War by a giant white cat that's like, hey, I know you're watching Star Wars, but it's time to pay me attention. 
I mean, Sid definitely seems like somebody that is a fair weather friend. Like right now, the wind's blowing in the mm-hmm. direction of the Bad Batch, and everything's good. But you know, as soon as the Empire starts bearing down on them, I don't know that she'll protect them. Yeah. So you know what I think will happen? I think you know th- there's a storyline down the road coming where Sid will betray them. She'll feel like she has no choice, right? She'll be backed into a corner and you know she will betray them but then it'll do the classic the the lando move you know what i mean we're like she betrays Gives them, them. out helps it, them get yeah, out yeah it betrays them and then immediately turns back and helps them i think that's probably ultimately will be what happened but i do want to know what her and that old lizard boy that big old lizard boy's past is okay his species was he in the? Was that the guy from the Force Awakens? Yes, like the super buff dude mm-hmm. that's in Maz Kanata's castle. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, that sure was. That's exactly where he was. And last week, I knew what his species was. This week, oh, goatee horns, goatee horns. I also remember. When the pictures of that guy first came out in like Vanity Fair or whatever it was, um, where they unveiled all the pictures of um, those characters from Maz Kanata's castle, I remember people being like, is that a fat Bosk? And I was like, mm, I don't think that's just fat Bosk. I think that's a different kind of guy. Mm, I don't know, man. I think it's a fat Bosk. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. All right. Next up, we got a voicemail from the songbird himself. Some call him the... The voice of a generation. This is Steve Addy Mundy, baby. Oh. Boz, Will, Steve D here. How's it going, fellas? Been a long time. Been a while now. Hey, uh, yeah, the Bad Batch is fun, whatever. Let's talk about The Last of Us. <laughs> wow. It's everything I wanted so far, man. The way the characters are looking, interacting, the world that they've built. The set designs, its it looks so good. But I want to talk about the end of episode two. That barely infected, I don't know, it's not a clicker yet, slowly rolls up the test. He opens his mouth, and that, that creepy, dried-out, pulled pork stuff starts dancing out of his mouth. <laughs> and she lets him kiss her. Oh! <laughs> so gross and then she blows everybody up it was fantastic but god damn that that dried up pulled pork I don't know if I can look at that I, I'm i gonna have trouble the next time I have that, that dish at my house oof I don't know why it reminded me of that it kind of looked like it it does kind of look like pulled like, pork that, that needs more sauce man hey let me know what you think of the show see are you watching The Last of Us, Will? I have not. Yeah, I figured I that. I want should. to. I you just... should. It's it's obviously it's one of those that you know can't be watching with the kids. Obviously, yeah. I know it's understand. I know it's a horror show. So like, I feel you know like even when the kids go to bed, you know I get about an hour or two, mm-hmm. and then there's a you know Liam's gonna wake up. And come either to my bed or I'm going to have to take him back to his bed. Right. Um, so there's a good chance that I don't need to be watching something horrific when he comes to be like, Daddy, 
What are you watching? Why does that person have pulled pork coming out of his mouth, Daddy? (laughs) Um, What's this body horror David Cronenberg thing going on? I got to say, it is really good. They're doing a really good job of adapting it. Um, It's like it it's faithful to the games in in like a really nice way but also adds some of its own wrinkles to it and it really makes me like you know when we were younger video adaptations were kind of cursed video game adaptations indeed they were it's been a lot better you know in recent history i mean there's still been some bad ones um but there's been some really, really good ones, and this is one of the best, if maybe not the It's hard to say. It's only two episodes in, right? But I I see something like that, and like to sort of steer it back to Star Wars, like what it makes me realize is like if they ever did want to do something with Knights of the Old Republic, they could do it, stay faithful, but not be hardcore. Yeah. Like, doesn't have to be verbatim exactly exactly right like they could hit the important moments and beats and still put their own twist and you know bring their own vibe to it but mm-hmm. you know it makes me more hopeful for something like that in the future maybe you know i agree i completely agree i'm enjoying the memes um I like the one that's like, you know, y'all Xbox motherfuckers better not be watching The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really good, man. It's really good. This, I wish, listen, peace and love, but I wish they gave Halo the kind of attention that Last of Us That's exactly what I was going to say. The meme where the sad Master Chief, like, mm-hmm. looking down at the ground, thinking about how good Halo could have been after mm-hmm. watching Last of Us. Yeah. I thought that was funny, too. That's a funny meme. Um <clears throat> yeah it's it's really good though and i'm enjoying it and uh you know it also makes me think like well what the fuck if they ever wanted to uh adapt jedi fallen order into a tv series or something they could take a very Definitely similar, could. similar approach but uh, can be can be the same story without having to be a, like a verbatim retelling mm-hmm. a shot for shot mm-hmm. retell um so uh, walter buddy uh this one this is an email from our buddy nick dear halls and will i hope you both are well and that will is getting some normal sleep again with his little girl i was listening to an interview that diego luna did on jimmy kimmel and he said that in latin america world in the latin america world r2d2 is called arturito 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 that stuck a chord with me because my wife and i want to name our baby arthur And then I fell down a rabbit hole of watching Spanish language Star Wars clips. I don't know if either of you have studied other languages, but I highly recommend watching Star Wars in a different one. I watched the Spanish version of Empire online and I gasped all over again when Vader said, Yo soy tu padre. It tickled my brain in the best way. Maybe it's just as shocking in Japanese or French or Arabic if you watch it all over again. Thanks for the podcast. All the best to you and yours, Nick G. Well, thanks, Nick. So, Nick, I have done a little um, Star Wars in another language research. Uh, Steve D, who just sent in the voicemail about um, The Last of Us, hooked me up with a, um, 
of Japanese co- copies of the Star Wars movies. And those shits are cool. Um, here, listen. I actually put a clip of, you know, the the um, Darth Plagueis the, the Wise scene from mm-hmm. the from Revenge of the Sith. I put that up in Japanese on my YouTube Anakin. channel. Dude, it's so awesome. いや。そうだろうな。愛するものを死の淵からよみがえらせることさえ可能だ。本当に人を力救えたんですか。Oh my god, it's so awesome. It's pretty good. I've watched I've watched the entire prequel and original trilogies in Japanese. And you know what? I don't even think you got to get all fancy and look for that shit online anymore. I'm pretty sure Disney Plus has the option where you can just change it, right? I think so. I'm almost certain. Um, Hold on. Let me see. It would not make sense if they didn't. I think I posted some other ones. Oh yeah, so you know the the Yoda quote that opens um, the podcast with him talking about feel the force around you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I put that up, the Japanese version of that up on my Twitter. われわれを取り巻き。結びつけておる。我らは輝ける存在。こんな and listen, uh, Nick mentioned the I am your father son and mm-hmm. uh, or father scene in his email. Well, listen to this one. This is this is it from in Japanese. He told me enough. He told me you killed Sonna, no, Sonna, Sonna, no, 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 Sonna
<laughs> it's so fucking oh, awesome. Um, oh, here's uh, here's uh, Obi Wan saying hello there. Yasuku. Yasuku. Here's Jack. Uh, here's dude. I went on a tear a couple of years ago. Here's Jar Jar from the Japanese Star Wars. ハナセルよ。言葉を話せるから時効とは限らない。早く失礼。そんな必要はない。どうのあるよ。言うとあったこれ神様のお申し召し。うん。And <笑> Now famous meme-rific what about the droid attack of the Wookiees from the Japanese dub of Revenge of the Sith. <笑><笑> He's got good relations with the even Japanese Yoda got good relations with them Wookiees, huh? Mm. Man, how could you not? You have to be a real asshole to not have good relationships with Wookiees. I know, man. I want to go to Japan so bad. All right, so we got one more, and this is from Jess. Jess Smith, by the way, is the uh, the producer of our Star Wars lo-fi tracks. Mm. He says, hey, guys, what are your cost-cutting ideas for the Star Wars hotel? Bottom line, Bobby I. Ooh, cost-cutting ideas? I don't know, man. I don't intricately know much about the hotel, um, what's weird enough is this is the one bit of news that did come across my feed is that they're already dropping price. Um, yeah, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense cause it's very expensive. I see that they have like expensive. some deals going where, um, if you book a stay at the star Wars hotel, you get a free stay at, you know, one of the other Disney resort hotels and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Like, because I, I do know a little bit about it. I've watched a lot of videos on it. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's one of those things that I want to do that I don't know that I'll ever get to do, you know? Um, I mean, I, it's, you know, it's hard to say because I'm pretty sure they got some cost-cutting measures already. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw bunk beds, right? Like, well, that's been bunk in there. Well, set into the wall. Yeah, I mean, that's been there, man. That's that's been there since the beginning. Like, the one thing is, is like, you know, if I go to the Star Wars hotel, there's a good chance I'm going Hall Solo, you know? And I'm going to have one of those big-ass Star Wars hotel rooms to myself with the bunk beds. I'll be like, well, I guess I'll sleep on a different... Um, I'll sleep on a different bed every night. I don't know. Damn. Um... Because it's definitely meant, you know, for you to be able to take your family. Like, yeah, look at them. They're cool as hell. But, yeah, yeah they've got the bunk beds built into the wall. Yeah. Like, you and the I, fam uh, could go to the Star Wars hotel, you know? Y'all fill out, fill out one of those rooms just nice. Me? 
Me and one of those by myself, that's ser- that's Star Wars serial killer energy. Maybe that's the character I would no play way. on the Halcyon. Are you kidding me? No. Some things are better experienced alone. There's no one to ruin the fun. No one to be a fuddy-duddy or bring you down. I have had that happen in the past. Only good sure. times. Um, I do like the fucking windows in the rooms, though, that look out on the space. Yeah, Dem- Dem's probably ain't cheap. Maybe one big one in a common area. But uh, I, I feel like any way to cheapen the experience would just bring it down. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like cost-cutting measures. I'm sure, you know, putting... <laughs> I'm sure putting uh, liquid nitrogen or dry ice into all the cocktails or some shit like that, that probably ain't cheap. You know, that, mm-hmm. that shit, the special effects on the the food and drink is probably not cheap. But it's worth it. I mean, shit, when you go into that cantina, like, it feels like it. The drinks feel like it. Like, what you're ordering feels like you're in Star Wars. Yeah. It's quite immersive. If, uh... If old Bobby I wanted to know other co- like places besides there to cut costs, like you know, I might have some suggestions. But when it comes to Star Wars, I'm kind of like, don't cut, don't cut the cost. Spare no expense. Spare no expense. Yeah, man, I want to go there so bad, but I ain't even my ass even ain't even st- set wheel on Batu yet, <laughs> right? And I'm talking about staying in. You like that set wheel? Um, I haven't even uh, talking about an expensive ass Star Wars hotel room. I mean, granted, I could knock out both at once because it comes with a trip to Batu, where they put you in a fucking van and make you make you pretend you're on a spaceship. Ooh, I'm on a spaceship. It's a van spaceship. <laughs> I wonder if it's electric. Hmm. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Um. Does it come with a costume? I thought it, it like mm. the stay came with like costume cosplay or whatever. No, you gotta. I think if you want to dress up, see, and that's the other thing. Like, I think the people that probably get the most fun out of the Star Wars hotel stay probably do go all out and dress up. Like, you know, yeah. like Sal and his family. I'm pretty sure they did when they went. And like, well, buddy, like I just I don't know that I have. Listen, I am a man of zero confidence. I don't think I have the confidence to like dress up as a Star Wars character and be in in character like so I would be the one dude in like a Teddy Fresh hoodie and blue jeans in the background where everybody else is like decked out in Star Wars regalia and I look like I'm being the wet blanket. You know what I'm talking about. No well, man. Has <laughs> anybody on Batu listened to Lateralis by Tool? <laughs> it's from another galaxy. It's really good. Way better in another galaxy. Way better than the modal nodes, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, one would think. I mean, I don't know what you're paying the staff, but I know the staff on the ride, like, have to maintain character, mm-hmm. right? So, like, the rebel staff are like you know, trying to hurry you through, usher you through the ride, get you out of there. The imperial staff on the ride are there to chap your ass and talk shit to you. Oh yeah. So I can only imagine you know the 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 staff at the hotel having to keep up the charade oh yeah they do they do they stay in they stay in character um i want to show you one thing so you know what doesn't have ridiculous um inappropriate looking collectibles 
is Bastila Shan from um, Bastila Shan. So I pre-ordered this the other day. Can you see this? This Bastila Shan statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's cool. That is cool. You got to really if, cool. if you like Knights of the Old Republic, you got to jump on jump on collectibles when they put them up for pre-order because they'll sell out and then be super expensive on the secondary market. The face detail on that is really good. Mm-hmm. And that's then, more detail than was in the video game. That one, well, yeah, I mean, it's an old video game. That uh, that's coming out in February, and I also pre-ordered this that's coming out in March, which is a statue of the Ronin. From oh, Star Wars Roman Visions. From Star Wars Visions. I'm excited about that one too. Check the okay, so you know how I was saying like you gotta jump on it? Alright, so that was a gentle giant Bastila Shan statue, right? Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's look up Revan Gentle Giant. Seven hundred and fifty Eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Eight hundred dollars. No way, man. That's more than a goddamn hot toy. Get the fuck out of here, $800. My goodness. I should have bought it when it was up for pre-order, whenever that was. You live and you learn, Will. You know? Well, the exclusive nature of these high-end collectibles, unavoidable. Yeah. The second they come out, they're going to... What's the name of the game? Like, insanely multiply in value on the secondary market. Yep, and yep, and then I can be like, oh, look, I've got this thing. Look how much it sells for on eBay. Oh, are you going to sell it? Oh, no, 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 no. That's a cool Iceman figure. All right, we don't need to keep doing the show if I'm just going to sit here and look at collectibles online. I could take that fucking off air. So you know what, guys? Thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. We'll be talking about, uh, you know, Bad Uno Batch. Mas, Bad Batch. Uno Mas. Artutito. Artut- Artutorio. All right. Fucked it up right here at the end, baby. All right, guys. So uh, thanks for listening. Will, thanks for recording with me, buddy. Thanks for, um, you know, taking time out of your busy dad life to bullshit with your buddy Halls each week. Oh, uh, dude, it. I look forward to this every week. Me this too, is buddy. the fun, the fun part of my week. Mm. Well, um, so guys, uh, leave us a review if you haven't already. We really appreciate it. Um, if you like our theme song, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, on Spotify, and on, at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And uh, listen to the High Potion podcast that I do with our buddy Steve every week. It's about video games. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Paul's Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.